So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we are recording yet another episode here in our, uh, I don't know what to even call this, mobile studio, um, coming to you from Bournemouth, England. Uh, my wife and I have had an awesome week in London being tourists, and we're in the city of Bournemouth visiting some dear friends of ours and having a, a really, really good time. So uh, this has been fun. And I, I've had some incredible conversations here as well. It's so funny because if you've been following our story for a little bit, you know, Deep Clean started about four years ago on the side. And so people kind of heard rumblings of it, but, you know, it, it was not like what people knew me for. Uh, I was a recording artist previously. I had done some preaching and then, you know, I was a local church pastor for just under 10 years. And so people people kind of had me in that box a little bit. And then now they see me on social media, they're listening to the podcast. And they can see that like this thing's for real. And obviously, I've been doing it full time for the last year now. So um, some people that we've been seeing on this trip, uh, were were catching up for the first time in multiple years. And they're just asking all the questions, you know, they want to know everything about deep clean, they're so fascinated by it. Uh, one question we've been getting a lot is, when are you going to start doing something for women? And it's interesting. We've only really put on one event here, and it was almost by accident, really. Um, the rest of it has been speaking at churches or that kind of thing. And at that event, there were a bunch of women there that all bought the book, and they were super interested. So anyway, um, some ideas brewing here. I don't think we'll do anything uh, particularly soon, but but we we have a seed planted after this trip. We'll just put it that way. Um but it's it's just been fun, you know, and I've I've been able to reflect on um, what God has done and the people we're reaching with Deep Clean, the impact we're having, and it's it's really quite spectacular. So, oh, I'm just uh, my heart is full. I'm really grateful, and I'm excited to have a little bit of time with you guys today. And uh, what I wanted to share about is this whole thing around fear and anxiety. You know, the the truth of the matter is when you kind of look at the impact of social media. And the rapid advancement of technology in our society, what it's caused is pretty much this inevitable rise in mental illness, social anxiety, overall anxiety and depression, um, people really struggling with their mental well-being because we've we've basically inundated ourselves with unnatural levels of stimulation that are not just like, it's not just any kind of stimulation, it's incredibly social stimulation, like when you think about something like social media, right? So you're just more prone to comparison and those kinds of things. And anyway, I just think if if anybody, you know, if you're looking to start a business and you want to make some money in the mental uh, illness arena or mental health arena, rather, um, targeting anxiety is pretty much going to guarantee that you'll always have work. And so we, we talk about this a lot in our community, um, because people are dealing with anxiety all the time. And 
often, you know, anxiety is not the cause of somebody's addiction, but it, it, it plays into the relapses. You know, you, you have a stressful situation, you start to imagine worst case scenarios, the anxiety keeps you up late at night, and the only way you know how to cope to get yourself to sleep is to masturbate, you know, or watch porn or whatever. So it plays in here. Um, you know, we're, we're no episode on this podcast is ever comprehensive because we, we choose short form content. And so we're really just picking one slice of the pie and trying to focus on that for our time together. And what I wanted to just highlight today is that the word in the Bible for fear and anxiety are often the same. Not always, but there's a strong correlation. And what it tells us is something that's, that's going to sound almost oversimplistic, but it's incredibly profound if you really peel it apart, which is that when we experience anxiety, we are simply experiencing a manifestation or a symptom of fear. The reason that's so profound is because when we are anxious, when we feel anxious, when, when anxiety is on the rise, we enter a fight or flight mode and um, you know we can't even really use that, that language anymore because we know that it's actually fight, flight, freeze or fawn and I think there's a fifth one but I'll, I'll leave it out for now. But um, those, those responses lead us into these kinds of triggered states where we are not able to actually think rationally or make good decisions, or at least not make as good of decisions. So the, the natural thing, we've talked about this before, is you try to get yourself out of that state. You try to re-engage your prefrontal cortex, you breathe, you change the environment, you talk to somebody, you journal, you process, et cetera, et cetera. All that stands as truth. But when you can acknowledge or when you can at least understand, I feel anxious and because I feel anxious, it means I am afraid of something. What it allows you to do is it allows you to fast track the root cause of the anxiety. So I, I shared an episode a couple weeks ago about my experience paragliding and like climbing mountains in Switzerland. Climbing mountains is not the right language, but uh, we took a cable car way up a mountain and then we were kind of able to walk around it, including this walkway on a cliff face, right? And I talked about how paragliding was scary. Like I definitely had moments where I was like, whew, like this is really high up and if this goes south, um, it's over. You know, I, a couple thoughts like that, but for the most part enjoyed it. Whereas when I was walking around this cliff face, right, on, on like a, a solid metal apparatus kind of walkway, it, it was just so terrifying for me because in my head I just felt like, man, I'm one bad step from, from just the end. And I was in complete control. Like there, there was no one to lean on, nobody to shoulder some of the responsibility. I was the one that was fully in control and that was really scary, and so the question came up, am I afraid of heights or am I afraid of my ability to handle heights? Two different things. And it was really, it was a very clarifying moment for me. Um, and all that is to say is the anxiety that I experienced when I was going on that cliff walkway, which like, I, it's not that I, I completely checked out. I did some of it. I just didn't go all the way around and get the good view. So my loss. But, you know, I, I realized that the anxiety I felt was completely, completely driven by fear, right? It was the fear of falling, the fear of death, the fear of making a bad step, making a mistake. You know, a couple different fears there. 
but all of it um, in the moment, it, it was not, oh, I'm so afraid. It was, I'm anxious. Like the anxious is almost, or the anxiety rather, is almost paralyzing, like crippling. Like my brain could not get past the the anxiety. And so I, I just had to tell my wife like, hey, I'm, I'm going to head back. I know better now. So the next time I do that, I'm going to go further out. I don't know if I'll be able to go further or all the way rather, but I will definitely be able to go further out than I did this time. And that's sort of the the whole idea of setting your fears. And the reason I'm talking about this today, guys, is because if you're experiencing anxiety, which we all do, like it's not like some people are just anxious people and some people aren't. Um, I would say some people have found more comfort and created more patterns in anxiety than others, sure. But the reality is we're all wired to have these anxiety symptoms and experiences because that's our body and our brain's way of letting us know there's danger. It's a survival mechanism. And so anxiety is actually very valuable. And what I'd like to encourage you to do if you're experiencing some anxiety, maybe it's around relationships, maybe it's about your job, maybe it's about the financial situation and the recession, you know, maybe it's about uh, faith. I don't know. It, it could be just about anything. If you're experiencing anxiety, the question we want to ask is, what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? So some of the other things that I just kind of listed really quickly, like breath work and journaling and changing your environment, these are things that are going to relieve the symptom. But if you want to really get to the cause, you need to identify what am I afraid of? So let me use a different example. When my wife and I were engaged, and we were getting ready to, to be married, probably, you know, two weeks out, I remember feeling really nervous, really anxious. And I was thinking about it after, you know, probably a couple of days of feeling the pent up anxiety. And I think the obvious causes could have been, you know, the wedding stress and all the plans that needed to come together. We had friends and family flying in that we were looking after. And, you know, there's just like, there's all kinds of things that come with it. And the reality is I, those things were not bothering me. Sure, they were adding some stress, but it's not why I was feeling anxious. And as I started to dig in more, I started to realize, oh my gosh, I am really scared of the wedding night because I'm concerned that I'm not going to be able to meet Shaloma's expectations, either in my physique or in my performance. So I identified the fear that was underneath the anxiety. Now, if I if all I can say is I'm anxious, right? So two weeks before the wedding, I feel anxiety and, and people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, just go for a walk, talk to someone. Yeah, weddings are stressful. This is kind of how it goes, whatever, whatever. And so if all you do is that you, sure, you're, you can dissipate the anxiety in a moment, but it's going to come back because the cause of it is still there. And so, like I said, it, I, that is what I did originally. And then it took me some time to realize, wait a minute, no, I'm. what is going on here? Oh, I'm afraid of basically not being good enough. I'm afraid that I'm going to fall short and I'm going to disappoint my wife. And so I decided to have an honest conversation with her about my fears and my insecurities that were coming up, the anxiety it was causing me, and wanted just realizing, hey, you know what, we should probably talk through this wedding night thing a bit because I want to make sure we're on the same page. The expectations are, you know, reasonably matched and that 
that we can both go in like with our our shoulders relaxed, not feeling super tense about performance or body image or anything like that. And it's funny because it turned out she had all the same fears and anxieties that I did. Uh, but it took that bravery to kind of start the conversation for us to realize that and to get there. And as we were able to work through some of our fears and, you know, reset the expectations, then we both just had so much more ease about this particular area leading up to the wedding. And we had a really, a really great wedding night. Uh, I need to do an episode on that, actually. I, maybe, I, maybe I have in the past because there, there were some interesting things that we learned in our, in our um, wedding night slash honeymoon experience that I'd love to share with people. Um, but all to say is I identified the fear. I was able to work through it. And because of that, like I've, I've never really had performance anxiety since. Whereas if all I did was the breath work and the journaling and all of that stuff, well, it's a pretty good chance that at some point again in our marriage, probably on several occasions, the, the anxiety and those insecurities would have surfaced again. So if you're dealing with anxiety in any area of your life, what you want to ask yourself is, what am I afraid of? And once you get clarity, don't just say, I'm experiencing fear or I feel afraid. Be specific. What are you afraid of? The more specific you are, the more effective your solution will be. And I've said this recently somewhere, and I want to say it again here. If you spend 90% of your time getting clarity on what the issue is, then you will be easy to spend the the remaining 10% coming up with a solution. It's just too quickly, we, we or too often rather, we don't ask enough questions. We don't get enough clarity on what the issues are that we're facing. This is true in a business, in a relationship or in your personal life, in your own development, if, if we don't spend enough time getting clarity on the problem, then our solution ends up being you know, half effective. Whereas if we would have spent even just a little bit more time, it would have had a way greater impact on the efficacy of the answer. So I hope that gives you guys some insights. I'm cheering you on. I know the anxiety levels have never been higher. And so there's a pretty good chance that a majority of you listening are probably experiencing some anxiety or will experience anxiety soon. And I want to just encourage you, there are ways out. And one of the best ways to get started is to ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Much love to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have an amazing day. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon.
The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.